What to do when you don't know what to do, part five, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We are developing discipleship tools, distributing them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he will have no trouble recognizing his own children. Tonight's night light, as it has been for the past five nights, is Deuteronomy 28, 23. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be as brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be as iron. For those times when it seems as though heaven is silent and life is hard, we need to remember that God is good. And that good God has got a plan for us even in the midst of the confusing times. There is a law of reaping and sowing, so we need to be certain that we are following God unswervingly and living for Him faithfully. Here are some concepts that we have talked about, some basic overarching principles when you find yourself confused. Number one, repent. That means that you and I are are sinners, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Uh, We are prone to wander and we desperately need times in our life where we repent and when things are going chaotic and crazy, there's no better time to run a spiritual diagnostic on your life and see if there's any wicked thought patterns, any wicked feelings, any wicked actions that need to be repented of and then repent and give that over to God and allow the blood of Jesus Christ to wash you and make you whiter than snow. But then also pray. Keep communication lines open with God so that you can receive His guidance and goodness in the midst of the crisis situation. Even when it feels like God doesn't hear, He does hear. and He's moving in the background. Fill your current roles and goals with excellence. Whatever God has called you to do, do it and do it with excellence. Do it with all your might. Do it like you're doing it for Jesus because you are. No matter what the other people are doing or not doing around you, you live with excellence in your life. And then the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God will give you guidance and help you to take right action. And so there are moments when God wants you to move boldly forward to take a step of faith, trusting Him because He can do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. But then there are other times we looked at in this past that God wants us to stop and to consider, to pause and to find his will, to get quiet, to hear the still small voice so that the action that you take is not a knee-jerk reaction. We also talked about giving retribution over to God. Uh, Don't don't do anything out of a driving bitterness. Instead, allow God to be the one that makes the things right at that great getting up morning. Your job is to love people. God's job is to sort them out in eternity, but you can give them over to him and then take the longest view possible. So whatever choices you make in the confusing situation in which you find yourself, you need to think long-term, not short-term. There's always a temptation in the flesh to try to find the easiest way out of a thing. But almost always the easiest way out is usually not the way. The shortcut almost always takes you the longer way around. And so you're better off taking the long view and trusting God that he will settle things in eternity. Two final thoughts that I want to share with you tonight. Number one is this. When you are in a crisis time, and if you're one of God's sheep, stay close to the shepherd. Um, when you're in the dark valley, the shadow of death, stay close to the shepherd. When you're, you're, there's, your enemies are ever present, stay close to the shepherd. When you need help walking on paths of righteousness, stay close to the shepherd. When you, when you need some quiet time in your life, stay close to the shepherd and stay with the sheep. Get with a good, dedicated, blood-bought body of believers 
and, and throw yourself into ministering with them because that is, that's God's program on the planet. God's program for salvation isn't uh, uh, clubs. It's, you know, there's, look, there's some wonderful clubs that are out there, but that's not what God has designed for the salvation of mankind. It's not education. Certainly education is not a bad thing, but if it leads you away from God, it's not a good thing. But God's design was always the church, and you need to be in the church. You need to be worshiping with other believers, allowing accountability to take place in your life. I, I need a, the accountability of a body of believers. So do you. Stay close to the shepherd. Get with the other sheep. Final thought, get a mentor. Get a good godly mentor. And listen to this, make the mentor older than you or somebody that's been in the faith longer than you. One of the, one of the current problems in our culture is called the cult of youth. We, we tend to venerate everything that is young and fresh. Or that we don't want any wrinkles. We don't want any gray. We don't want any of that stuff because that's all bad. But if you're young, and well, that's all good. Well, I got to tell you, if you're, the only place you're getting wisdom is from other people the same age as you you're dumb. You, you need to find somebody that is older than you, that's been further down the road of life than you, that might have learned a few things so that they can mentor you in it. The Bible's clear about this. Titus chapter 2 talks about the older men and older women mentoring the younger men and the younger women. And we need to have that back in the church again. Somehow we've lost it. We need to get back to it. So, and, and we need to be, uh, as older Christians, we need to be careful that we're not having a know-it-all attitude when we share our life experience. We need to come alongside the young people that are struggling and say, look, man, I've been all the way down that road you're heading down, and I'd just like to encourage you, maybe you might want to think about these three things, because that's what, what I noticed when I was down that road. You know, and, and just carefully share your experience and let the Holy Spirit bring uh, application to it. Let the Holy Spirit bring guidance in it. Um, and then if you're a younger person, don't be offended if an older believer steps up beside you and tries to speak some maybe hard truth into your life. Because the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. So a man's countenance sharpens another man's countenance. And so as you and I get together and we, we sort of sharpen our rubbing up against each other, maybe uncomfortable, but it sharpens us and makes us more effective for use in the kingdom. There, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsels. If you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, get an older believer, talk it out with them, and get some insight and wisdom. That's the final part of what we're gonna be talking about for this. We'll move on to something else, but can we pray? Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for these dear ones under the sound of my voice. Give them a night of rest tonight. Give them sweet sleep. Allow them, God, to awaken refreshed and ready to accomplish your kingdom purposes in the morning. I'm asking favor for their marriages. I'm asking financial resource for their bills. I'm asking health for their bodies. Lord, I'm asking peace with their children. I'm asking, Lord, uh, advancement and favor in, in the, the world that they go into, that they might be dynamic ambassadors for you in these last days. Give us your strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. Have a good night.